The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Astrology reveals insights into the greater world, its changing cycles, and universal forces. Through the lens of astrology, we examine special topics and current events, investigate their meaning, and discuss solutions to personal and global problems. Welcome to Astrology, the Theory of Everything, with Mary Jo Weavers and Janie McCarthy. We're here to show you how astrology can be a powerful tool for self-awareness and transformation. You'll be amazed how everything is interconnected when using astrology. Now, here are your hosts, Mary Jo and Janie. Welcome. I'm Mary Jo Weavers, here with my co-host and friend, Janie McCarthy. Hello, Janie. Hi, Mary Jo. It's great to be here today. And um, we're here to discuss the new sun sign for this month, Virgo. Yes, thank you, Mary Jo. Uh, Last Sunday, the sun moved out of the sign of Leo the Lionhearted and into the healing goddess archetype of Virgo. Didn't we have a great month uh, launching our new sun sign format and featuring a famous international persona as our astrology signs poster child? Our four-show Leo series kicked off with the Mary Jo and Janie show. As astrologers, we gave you our Jungian scoop on this masculine fire sign, personifying Leo's energy signature by featuring the Donald, that is Mr. Donald Trump. He was our featured celebrity. And the Leo themes we highlighted during the month kicked off with leadership. We hosted one of America's women leadership experts, Tiffany Lennon, with a very fresh update on how women fare in attaining executive leadership positions in this country. Next, we entertained the lifelong partners, authors, and Jungian astrologers, Linda and Michael Brady. They psychologically and astrologically introduced us to a concept known as the inner child, describing foundations, dynamics of our egos. And then our third show continued the same theme with international Enneagram expert, Jessica Dibb. She explored the historical evolution and maturation of the ego and the integration into its core essence. And listeners, if you missed any of these shows, they're all available on demand and absolutely worth catching up on. So, today we're going to be changing gears, uh, so to speak, and get into the sign of Virgo. Mary Jo? Yeah, that's right, because this last Sunday, the sun moved out of Dramatic Leo and entered the mutable earth sign of Virgo. And Janie, you know that I like to say that each succeeding sign of the zodiac provides the means to build upon and redirect the energy of the previous sign. 
So the title of our show today is Keep Calm and Carry On, because that is exactly what Virgo does. She takes the fiery, dramatic enthusiasm and will of Leo, grounds it, and applies it in the physical world in practical, carefully planned out, and efficient ways in order to be of useful and improving service. So, following exuberant and charismatic Leo, she appears to be much more quiet, modest, introspective, and hardworking, sort of like a worker bee or an ant. Some describe her as a wallflower, in fact. So, Janie, would you like to kick off our Virgo conversation? I'd love to, especially since my Saturn's in Virgo. So, let's begin by describing uh, some of the basic characteristics of Virgo in the language of astrology. We talk about terms like polarity, element, and modality. So, relative to what polarity refers to, it's the direction that the energy's moving. If it's inward or internally focused, we refer to that as negative or feminine. And the other polarity, of course, is positive or masculine. It moves outwardly, which is characteristic of last month's sun sign Leo. Virgo, however, is negative and feminine in its polarity. So what that means is it has more of a receptive, inwardly directed nature. Uh, Virgo is a keen observer. Uh, particularly of herself as well as others. She's got a very discerning eye, uh, especially interested in information she can use to apply to herself and more particularly that's useful and that improves herself. This focus on personal improvement, outward improvement is very keen in the Virgo temperament. So, Analyzing and comparing anything or anyone, she's more likely to notice the subtleties, the details, and uh, the relative differences. That's really where she goes first, uh, whether she's looking at people or things or events. And because she's so fixated on improving everything, including herself, uh, she's likely to come off as sounding at times uh, negative, judgmental, or critical when really her goal is to improve what is. I read a quote from a very talented soul-level astrologer. His name is Mark Borax. I love the way he summarizes this. He says about Virgo that she must determine what isn't before she can find out what is. And that deductive reasoning approach um, often does uh, make Virgonian, strong Virgonian energy uh, feel um, perfectionistic. And yet, uh, I think that's it's more of a style than it is a disposition for Virgo. What's your take on it, Mary Jo? Well, I I think that's a very good point, and um, I like the word discriminating. I think that a Virgo's powers of discrimination, which, like you mentioned, can be seen as being rather negative, enable her to classify and to sort um, in order to better understand and determine uh, what needs to go where or what needs to be done. 
at particular times. Um, she's certainly not as commanding and outwardly expressive as Leo. And like you say, she focuses her energy inwardly so she can refine her own skills and improve herself. So she's, she's discriminating inwardly and in the outer world as well. She does this because she wants to be more competent before entering the outer world. And when she does enter the outer world, unlike Leo, she is rather humble. She is, instead of um, showcasing herself or being center stage, she focuses her attention on analyzing situations and finding practical ways she can improve them and, and solve problems. There is a quote from the father of the Boy Scouts of America which I remember seeing posted in a laboratory I worked in, and it said, <clears throat> try and leave this world a little better than you found it. And I think that really captures the Virgo ideal. And the Boy Scouts are a good example of uh, Virgo learning competency skills, earning merit badges so they can serve their communities. So, um, what about the element of Virgo, Janie? Do you want to say a little bit about that? Um, she's a, an earth sign. She's very grounded. Uh, matter of fact, <clears throat> she's very depo- devoted and dependable and loyal as well. And the v- derivation of uh, the words humble, hu- humility, they're all synonymous with the word humus, which is an organic component of the soil, and it's no surprise that it comes to the Latin word for ground or earth. So anyone who knows someone that displays strong Virgo characteristics perceives them as reserved, as you said, unassuming, modest, very humane, even shy, and down to earth, of course. But Again, this being in service, it's such a strong motivational urge within the Virgonian energy to make things better. And she takes an enormous pride in achieving tangible results. The key phrase for Virgo is, I analyze. She studies the objects of her attention. Her symbol is a woman holding a sheath of wheat, and all the individual grains that that stalk is made up of. In this setting, she symbolizes wisdom and and garnered in the fields of experience. This experiential piece of hers, uh, it makes her an expert in breaking down experiences and absorbing life's feedback. She is excellent at analyzing, categorizing in a logical, methodical way and assimilating essential facts. A very crucial thinker. Her powers of discrimination are precise, scientific. She's a careful planner. Uh, She loves to integrate diverse aspects of projects. And that conscientious, thorough approach uh, creates a tremendous amount of order and perfection. She does appear um, to be concerned with the constituent parts and details of the whole. And uh, she's very efficient at breaking a task down into manageable parts. Uh, 
with her ultimate goal is the unification through refinement and realignment of the integration of those parts into a whole. This is how she addresses the holistic healing disciplines and her aims the perfect integration of body, mind, and spirit. You've got to admire this drive to improve and adapt. I don't know what the collective would do without it. It's such a critical element to humanity's evolutionary process. I also think it's important to understand the fears uh, behind each one of these energies. And relative to Virgo, uh, she operates for, this fear operates from behind the scenes, sometimes unconsciously. And uh, it can create a, de- a great deal of stress and anxiety because there's a, uh, a need for Virgos to control the details a need to define and order things opposed to leaving things in disorder or chaotic. And that makes uh, Virgo feel very unsafe at some level, especially if the environment's unpredictable. That can be very crazy-making. I believe that this plays into and motivates them toward analyzing and understanding human behavior so they can, instead of counting on the illusion that they can have control of things, uh, and if abrupt or unanticipated turns show up in their lives, particularly if they haven't had a chance to strategize or incorporate uh, and adapt to what's coming their way, can be very unsettling. Yes, and I think uh, being of the element of Earth, Virgo's not uh, interested solely in understanding um, humanity or or what's going on psychologically, perhaps, but she's very concerned about our physical existence um, and is concerned with the skills and habits and routines that we need to develop in order to take care of our bodies, our health, and making a living in the material world. excuse me, she's very practical and what we define as real. Um, And as you were describing, uh, she has very good powers of analysis, organization, and classification. And uh, in the earth realm, she uses these skills to study the earth and living things and is often attracted to the sciences of ecology, biology, and medicine. She is a wonderful mentor. She passes along her guidance and skills and practical wisdom to others. And she wants the earth and its inhabitants to function more efficiently and healthily. And in our world, Virgo is represented by technicians, efficiency experts, problem solvers, and people who fix problems. So, Janie, let's talk a little bit about uh, the modality or qualities in astrology, and specifically the one that applies to Virgo. Go ahead. Sure. So, there are three modalities. Cardinal, they're the initiators. Fixed, they're the stabilizers. And mutable, they're the ones who finish things up, adapt, get ready for the new cycle. Virgo happens to be a mutable sign. Uh, She is adaptive. She's flexible. She adjusts easily to change. But here's the kicker. Change comes easily to her if she can figure out how to incorporate the change or this new situation into her routine. Uh, 
It makes sense, doesn't it, that if she's a mutable sign and she likes to change things, that this uh, drive to improve the status quo would categorize her as a mutable sign. Other, uh, one other thing, though, about her routines. For the highly evolved Virgos, her routines can become spiritual rituals. Something as simple as washing dishes, for instance, can take on a meditative approach, providing a period of mental rest, relaxation, uh, even creating energy instead of draining it, as the repetitive routines have a tendency to do. Um, I'll tell you what, Mary Jo, um, from a time standpoint, why don't we take a moment now to uh, go to break And when we come back, we're going to be talking about our person in the entertainment industry we think really embodies the archetype of Virgo. And we're going to take a couple of minutes uh, to give our guests to guess who that is. During our last segments, do call in. Tell us what your Virgo characteristics are and whether or not you have an idea of who that celebrity guest is. Our number is 866 472-5795. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Janie McCarthy loves being a professional astrologer. Her academic pursuits in consciousness exploration, negotiations, and relationship transformation have been critical to helping her clients integrate their material and spiritual worlds. She is known for her ability to simplify and articulate even the most complex concepts to trigger aha moments of pure, meaningful, and lasting clarity. Janie is available for booking presentations, workshops, and client consultations and can be contacted at www.janiemccarthy.com. Mary Jo Weavers is a licensed spiritual health coach specializing in soul personality integration. A certified karmic astrologer, Mary Jo uses the symbolic language of astrology to help her clients understand themselves and their life experiences from a deeper spiritual perspective. Mary Jo can help you gain clarity about your life purpose, relationship dynamics, and how to live your life more effectively. She is available for astrological consultations in person, by phone, and Skype. Check out her website at www.maryjoweavers.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Listening to Astrology, the Theory of Everything. To reach the hosts or the guests today, please call 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to astrotalkradio at iCloud.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Janie McCarthy with my co-host, Mary Jo Weavers. And for those of you who are just joining us, 
We're talking about the sun sign Virgo this month, its characteristics and expressions. So uh, before we get into our personality of the month, uh, we we were just finishing up the discussion of modalities. And Mary Jo, did you want to add anything? Right. You were um, mentioning how Virgo is of mutable quality or modality and um, how this gives her characteristics or traits where she is preparing for change, that she's very flexible and adaptable. And I see Virgo as uh, an archetype that uh, uses this flexibility and adaptability to prepare for change, to see opportunities to improve a situation or perhaps a, a new way to solve a problem. Um, and this is also reflected in the sixth house of the astrological chart, which she is the ruler of. Um, the sixth house pertains to areas of life that have to do with our competency in the world, our work-related skills and habits. And so as uh, Virgo is preparing to make this change in us to move into the outer world, she's using that mutable modality in order to refine and to um, improve and to develop some more competency in preparation to make that change. So um, let's go ahead, Janie, and uh, talk about the uh, person from the media or in our world today who we see is somewhat of an archetype for the energy of Virgo. Sounds good. Who did you have in mind? Well, you know, when we started talking about this, the person who came to my mind right away is Tina Fey. And she is an interesting combination of both Leo and Virgo energy. So I think she's a good example for us to explore and see how we can make that transition from Leo to Virgo. So let's start off with a few of her Leo traits. For example, we know her for her comedy, her sense of humor and fun, being an actor on the stage and in the limelight on award shows. And she certainly has those leadership qualities, being a woman writer and actor in the field of comedy. And it's probably not a coincidence that she has a Leo ascendant or rising sign in her horoscope. So she comes across to others as charismatic, fun-loving, and uh, a humor-appreciating person. She also has the asteroid Vesta in Leo in the first house of her chart, suggesting that her identity and her approach to life is about being of service in a man's world by being a star or a celebrity. Now, at the same time, um, Tina Fey, as I mentioned, has some very strongly Virgo qualities. So let's talk about some of those, Janie. And the first thing that, that people notice when they see someone are their looks. And the Virgo physique is often described as being of average height, slender of build with angular features. Their hair is typically dark. Lips are thin, eyes are dark and piercing, and they often have a high forehead, which indicates intelligence. 
And here we see that a lot of these characteristics um, are ones that Tina Fey has. Isn't that Uh, amazing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she's certainly intelligent and quick-witted. And we see her wearing her her glasses quite a bit, you know, like a bookish librarian, Mm -hmm. which is also very Virgo. Yeah. Um, How about some other ones, Janie? I think she's um, particularly... uh, the role model piece uh, is very important to her. You mentioned the show, the uh, the award show that she's been in. I think she's very invested in not only being a role model for accomplished women, but also for supporting and promoting women's careers, which is definitely uh, a Virgo passion. And she does it through this humorous, sarcastic activism. In uh, 1999, in terms of being a role model, she broke into the boys club, the man's world on Saturday Night Live, when she became the first female writer in their 27 year history. Wow. Yeah. And and I like how she's um, humble and modest and and is even self-deprecating in, in a humorous way. Um, she's been quoted as saying, I feel like I represent normalcy in some way. Uh, you know, and that's very Virgo, not being self-important or feeling so special. She has also been quoted as saying, I am extremely square and obedient in nature. Hmm. That's very Virgo. Yes. So, um, back to the award shows. In 2015, the Golden Globe Award show, she and Amy Poehler were doing the introductions, and she sarcastically points out how skewed American values are, um, which is interesting because her south node is in the second house of Taurus and values. <clears throat> and when she introduces George Clooney's wife, Amal, in the audience, uh, she talks about her as being an accomplished human rights lawyer who worked on the Enron case, was an advisor to Kofi Annan on Syria, appointed to a three-person commission investigating the rules of war and violations in the Gaza Strip. And then she quickly changes gears and she says, so tonight her husband, George, is the one who's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. Well, the place absolutely went crazy. Yes, that was so funny. I saw that. And I thought that was so Virgo to take Leo down a notch, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, and to kind of, you know, making it, keeping it real and looking at the reality of the situation, who here is getting that Leo award and who's doing the actual Virgo work. Yes. Yeah. Just was hilarious. Yes. Uh, Another trait of Virgo is, you know, wanting to improve and to strive for being better. And uh, in in Tina's interviews and in her book, Bossy Pants, um, she says some things that really reflect that. She says, I do like to start on time. I like to set the bar high for people. Um, and so, again, it's, you know, in the work arena, when she's working, she wants to be very precise, starting on time. And she expects others, as well as herself, to to really improve and to really do the best that they can. I, uh, c- continuing on the thread of this 
uh, Vergonian presentation of herself, how she expresses herself. I think she does a great job of blending her third house, uh, Pluto in Virgo, with the square that it makes to uh, Venus and Mars in her chart, which is a conjunction. Because uh, she likes to publicly and verbally express and compare the differences in how women and men are viewed in the world, whether they're recognized and acknowledged for the work that they do in their lives. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> these contributions I, I thought was very cool also at the acceptance at the time when George Clooney did come up to do his acceptance speech. She must have been very pleased as uh, Virgo because what he did was acknowledge and recognize his wife by saying, I couldn't be more proud to be your husband. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Right. And, um, you know, this, this Virgo perfection, even though she uh, could be seen in that situation as being rather Virgo critical of somebody, um, she has a very down-to-earth assessment of perfection. And uh, she says that, uh, you know, things will never be perfect. Perfect is overrated. And that um, there are no mistakes, only opportunities. And so, again, uh, Virgo is not being critical for the sake of taking somebody down, but rather pointing out that there's areas that could be improved mm-hmm. or that there's things that could be done better. You know, that constant striving to make the world, to make a situation better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her, um, you were, were talking earlier about what can be physical characteristics of Virgos. Her husband remembers her when he first met her as a frumpy dresser on a heavier Rubenesque frame. And she also tells that critics were hesitant to cast her because of her looks. So she, uh, very typical of a practical Uh, goal-oriented Virgo. She made it her business to lose weight and she got a makeover. Hmm. And uh, the uh, less attractive view of Tina Fey that we see in uh, 30 Rock is certainly not who showed up on stage for the the, um, Golden Globe Award. She looked stunning. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, it's so interesting because Virgo being an earth sign is very concerned with the body and its health and its well-being. And so, you know, she takes that focus on the body, uh, especially the female body and its imperfections. And she talks about it using a great deal of humor. And, um, you know, she applies it to her own, to her own, own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas she adapted herself uh, to the Leo entertainment industry of um, where it's important to look good and perhaps there's a bit of that vanity. Uh, when she talks about it, she uses a lot of that self-deprecating humor and is very real about it. And so people can really connect with her. That's exactly what I was just going to say. She really engages people because of her realness. And uh, that opens up a feeling of trust for people mm-hmm. when they're real and uh, self-deprecating, willing to share their vulnerabilities with others. Mm-hmm. I, I think there is also 
a element of trust that comes in for Virgos when they're seen as wanting to do so much good in the world. She happens to be part of the Pluto and Virgo generation. Uh, she was born in 1970. That particular generation went from 1957 to 1972 and this is a group of people that really follow their hearts when it comes to what profession they go into and they really do want to make a tangible difference in the world, want to be of service and want to make things better. Uh, This is in direct contrast to the previous generation of yuppies, the Pluto and Leo generation who were so focused on achieving power position and accumulating money. So, she's she's a wonderful example of Virgo. She is. And, you know, I've enjoyed watching her so much in her television series, 30 Rock, where she plays a very Virgo archetype. Um, her character on the show, Liz Lemon, is an overworked single woman who tries to keep her co- co-workers organized and on task. And uh, while she just struggles to maintain order and to clean up messes in the office and be productive on the job, her own personal life is humorously in shambles. <laughs> we see that she has, or her character has a very poor diet. Her grooming and clothing leave something to be desired. She doesn't have much of a personal life being so devoted to her work. Um, you know, again, these are, some of the the more problematic expressions we see of Virgo sometimes. Um, Her character even wears a lot of practical, even mannish clothing on the Mm -hmm. set. Mm -hmm. We see her wearing a lot of navy-colored clothing and denim. And, you know, as you know, some of the colors for Virgo are navy and white. Um, And, of course, she has her her, uh, signature Virgo glasses, yeah, and don't you love the fact that the name of her book is Bossy Pants? Yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the quotes from that book, it's a burden being able to control life with my hypervigilance, but that is my lot in life. So if you break yeah. down that sentence astrologically, saying that the burden or her Virgonian seriousness with which she feels the need to use to control That's uh, back to her Pluto and Virgo to control her life with hyper, this Plutonian intensity, vigilance. That's the the Gemini third house piece, Uh, vigilance that never gets relaxed or goes to rest as the observer is her lot in life. It's just purely an astrological uh, reflection of what it is she says and how it is she shows up in this book. Bossy Pants, which is a great book. Yes. And that, to me, when I read that line, I thought, oh, my gosh, that is a quintessential quote for a Pluto in Virgo. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to be able to control life, because as we know, Pluto is all about power and control. And, you know, having that Virgo hypervigilance to try to control their life. In fact, we often see for the Pluto and Virgo generation, um, which also tend to have their Neptune in Scorpio, is that they attract or create a lot of chaos in their life, and then they run around trying to fix it or clean it up. <laughs> and uh, so in this 30 Rock um, uh, television series, that's exactly what we see her character doing all of the time. It's so amazing. 
Um, she also has uh, another quote from Bossy Pants, which which pertains to that subject as well. Um, she says that my ability to turn good news into anxiety is rivaled only by my ability to turn anxiety into chin acne. <laughs> That's so funny. And it's so perfectly Virgo. Hmm. Crazy. Well, yeah. let's... Uh, Let's take a break uh, when we come back. And during the break, by the way, um, for our listeners, you could go to our Facebook page, Astro Talk Radio. You'll find our composite chart, the partnership chart for Mary Jo and me, which we're going to be discussing when we come back. Any questions that arise of uh, that chart that you'd like to ask us, just call us at 866 472 5795 and we'd love to get into the conversation with you as well be back in a minute the 7th wave channel on the voice america network Mary Jo Weavers is a licensed spiritual health coach specializing in soul personality integration. A certified karmic astrologer, Mary Jo uses the symbolic language of astrology to help her clients understand themselves and their life experiences from a deeper spiritual perspective. Mary Jo can help you gain clarity about your life purpose, relationship dynamics, and how to live your life more effectively. She is available for astrological consultations in person, by phone, and Skype. Check out her website at www.maryjoweavers.com. Janie McCarthy loves being a professional astrologer. Her academic pursuits in consciousness exploration, negotiations, and relationship transformation have been critical to helping her clients integrate their material and spiritual worlds. She is known for her ability to simplify and articulate even the most complex concepts to trigger aha moments of pure, meaningful, and lasting clarity. Janie is available for booking presentations, workshops, and client consultations and can be contacted at www.janiemccarthy.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Astrology, the Theory of Everything. To reach the hosts or the guests today, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to astrotalkradio at icloud.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Janie McCarthy here with my co-host, Mary Jo Weavers, and uh, we're hoping to hear from you guys at, during this call-in period with either questions about or comments about Tina Fey, her chart, or the discussion that we've been having, or about our chart, our composite chart. So, Mary Jo, um, let's start, if, if uh, it sounds good to you, talking about our composite chart. And where 
Virgo appears in our chart. It so happens that Tina Fey is not the only one that has a south node in Virgo. So do we. And it is uh, important, I think, to understand what this axis, this sixth house, which is where our south node is, our sixth house, 12th house axis, what that has to say about the south node, north node combination. I loved the way Maurice Fernandez defined that axis when he was on our show talking about the profession of astrology. What he said was that this is the axis capable of monumental evolutionary strides. That's a lot to live up to, isn't it? Well, it is. And uh, it it is very interesting that, um, you know, both Tina Fey and in our composite chart, we have this North Node in Virgo. And maybe it'd be helpful for some of our listeners to talk a little bit first about what the lunar nodes are and what that South Node is. And in the chart, the South Node represents our default setting of operating in the world. So, you know, for Tina Fey, it's very natural for her to exhibit these Virgo traits uh, for us uh, to see her in the world. Um, and there's so much about her approach to life and her physical appearance and even in her radio, uh, excuse me, her television shows uh, that she she is a, a good archetypal Uh, representation of that Virgo energy. And so as Janie mentioned, in our composite chart, we also have the south node in Virgo, and it's in the sixth house of service, which is the house in the chart which is naturally ruled by Virgo. So the interesting thing for us is uh, working together both Janie and I, or there's something about our relationship. You could say the energy that we've brought into this lifetime and our relationship in this lifetime has a past or a lot of experience of being of service in the world or really focus on uh, how we can become more competent. What skills do we need to, to learn? Um, there might even be a focus on our um, our health or whatever skills that we need to develop in order to do this radio show together, for example. One of the things I also love about this placement is that Virgo is ruled by Mercury. And Mercury was the god that taught astrology to mankind. It's, uh, it's not lost on me that the fact that this is a south nodal position speaks to past lives that we've had together. And that maybe we've done this kind of thing before. And Mercury also is about the communications industry and that expressing astrology, talking about astrology, sharing what we know, understand about astrology is something we also have probably done before together and put out into the public. Right. And then right next to our south node in Virgo, we have the dwarf planet Ceres also in Virgo. And whenever we have a planet that is very close to another point in the chart, we call that a conjunction. What that means is the energy of those two planets or energetic points in the chart are fused and blended together and they tend to strengthen each other. So having Ceres there suggests that, uh, you know, this was a way that we felt very nurtured, that uh, there's a lot of this uh, very 
feminine uh, archetypal goddess nurturing energy that um, colors or flavors our Virgo being of service in the world. Wouldn't you say so, Janie? I would. And that it's interesting when we first got interested in doing this show, developing what the show would be about and preparing a proposal one of the things the two of us felt very strongly about was that we would help other people expand their own consciousness and help them in their own personal journey for holistic development, which for us is a way of nurturing our spiritual selves as well and helping others find a pathway, possibly through the language and philosophy of astrology, of expanding others' consciousness and their personal journeys through holistic development. Right, and using that Virgo energy to really um, parse things out, to really dissect problems, to really use those powers of discrimination and analysis to figure out what is going on in our world or with us personally, and to figure out how can we improve things? How can we, uh, you know, live life better? How can we integrate all of our different parts of our personality and who we are as human beings? And even what it is we've done with this show, this astrology show, Virgo is very much about the practical, useful application of whatever is learned and experienced, making it relevant. Mm-hmm. We don't do um, a tremendous amount of astrology speak on the show. What we've been about is bringing guests in who talk about how to apply what astrology can bring to us, to our lives, into our lives, and uh, grounding it, uh, helping people understand through personal experience of the guests that we've had and what it is they've learned, how they got interested in astrology. That was particularly true of the conversation we had with Eric Francis and Christine Payne Toller. She and he talked about how astrology came into their lives as well as how our first show covered that conversation for us and how it really rel- resonated with being relevant in our lives. Right. Virgo is very much about keeping it real, keeping mm-hmm. it, you know, what's the practical application? Um, how is it useful? Yes, very much so. And then we have another feature um, near our South Node, Janie. We've got the planet Venus uh, in Virgo, not too far away, loosely conjoining that South Node in Virgo. And and again, uh, to me, this really underscores the earthiness or the uh, practical application or the worldliness of what it is that we're trying to do. Um, and Venus uh, being of the earth and of, of the physical world also shows or, or illuminates what we find pleasurable, what we find gratifying, what pleases us and in very practical, creative ways. And so for you and I to have this opportunity to share together this radio show, um, it, it, it really is a wonderful, pleasurable experience for us to develop another way to try to be of service. 
What's very cool about our chart also, there's a uh, configuration that's called a stellium in astrology. It's when multiple planets are sitting close by each other in the same sign. And we have quite a stack of four planets in our 12th house. Venus in, in uh, Pisces, then the Sun, then Mercury, and then our North Node in Pisces, all pushing up against the Ascendant. And this 12th house of unconsciousness, what, that, what this stellium says to me about our partnership is that there's a great deal about our own feminine beings, self-identity, communication styles, and what it is we want to bring into the world consciously i.e. come across that ascendant and share that our north node supports with the stellium. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we have another feature in the chart, which is squaring the lunar nodes. That's very important. We've got uh, the asteroid Juno in Gemini in the third house of communication. And as you astrologers out there know, any energy that is in aspect uh, of a square to another part of the chart is something that can sometimes feel as if it's at cross purposes or rather challenging or difficult, but rather um, we can see it as an opportunity to try to integrate or bring something new into the fold that enriches our experience. And so Juno and Gemini here uh, in our third house speaks to me as um, us having a business relationship that involves two of us being in Gemini. And uh, it's about communication and about sharing ideas, speaking with each other. And, you know, what a wonderful way to do that on a radio show with each other. Isn't it? I came across a website called In5D. A gentleman by the name of Greg Prescott refers to Virgo as the game changer. I loved that, uh, that they want to inspire others to do more. This square with uh, Juno in Gemini, um, squares can be unconscious uh, placements in our chart, which once made conscious can be some of the greatest learning opportunities that we have. So when I look at this Gemini placement about communication and look at it relative to Virgo, which likes things tied down, defined, structured, um, scripted. Uh, One of the things that we're we're both growing around is our ability to allow all of the intuitional energy and information that comes through us in astrological ways, which is how we got interested in talking about astrology in the first place uh, before the show ever was birthed. That's right. (laughs) Being able to trust, this is a very big piece, uh, being able to trust our intuition, to know what to say, uh, have our intuition bring ideas up that aren't necessarily something that we've defined before the show started, but that have come into us while we're talking about a subject. Right. It's trusting that North Node and that Sun and that Mercury all in Pisces. That that's going to come through and shine for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and that we don't we don't need to have all the answers. That's one of the beauties I think about being interviewers and having guests. We were hopefully we're asking questions that evoke stimulating, engaging conversations with our guests, but not putting ourselves up as the experts in any of these particular fields. Right. Yes. Well, um, Janie, we have a few more minutes here to talk about some more Virgo topics. And I was wondering, we have a couple of important transits in the sign of Virgo uh, going on during the next couple of years. Shall we talk about those a bit? Sure. Okay. That's going to affect everybody. Absolutely. And the first one I think would be good to mention is the recent ingress of the planet Jupiter into the sign of Virgo. And that happened earlier this month on August 12th. Uh, Jupiter being the planet that represents expansiveness and blessings and having a higher vision of life will be in the practical Earth sign of Virgo until September 2016. So we have about a year to explore how we personally and collectively can be blessed and find grace and good fortune by using Virgo's gifts and talents in our life. So what kinds of advice or suggestions would you give our listeners, Janie, for how they can use this time to connect with Virgo? I I think the blending of the expansiveness of the planet Jupiter being the largest planet in our solar system, the expansiveness of Jupiter and the discernment, the the discerning of information. We are deluged in this lifetime with information that's coming at us seven times. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and the overloading, the bombardment we can feel with all of this, it can get us very much out of balance. And when Virgo gets out of balance and doesn't feel like it has control over its life, it gets stressed. It can have health problems, particularly with the digestive system or the nervous system. And uh, Jupiter pushes to expand. Virgo pushes to discern and uh, pare down. So finding balance, I think one of the things that becomes very important for us is learning how to say no, learning what it is that is in our best interests and being able to be open-minded and supportive and caring of other people and yet not putting ourselves on a back burner or at the bottom of a list with everything that pushes against us in this ever-accelerating, ever-expanding universe. Right. Very well put. And then uh, another important transit is that of the lunar nodes, which we were talking about in our chart. The transiting north node it will soon be moving into Virgo on November 13th. And so for the next one and a half years, we will be called on collectively to find practical, realistic ways to heal ourselves and our planet and perhaps turn our attention not only to our own health and healing and uh, in order to feel more uplifted and expansive in life, but perhaps also to look at the ecological health of our planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, how can we collectively heal humanity and the physical, material world we rely upon? 
So, Janie, we are already running out of time. This has been such a great discussion of the sign of Virgo. And I'm very excited about our upcoming shows. Over the next three weeks, we will be delving into specific Virgo topics with special guests, which you will not want to miss. Next week, our show is about Chiron, the Wounded Healer. Joining us on that show is the leading authority on Chiron, astrologer Zane Stein, who wrote the most widely read text on the subject. You won't want to miss him. Janie and I had a fabulous time interviewing him. And then the week after that, we have Australian astrologer Jessica Adams, who is returning to our show to tell us about the asteroids and how she uses them in the horoscope. Her approach makes so much sense to me, Janie. It really fills out my understanding of Virgo. She's brilliant. She is. And on our third show for the month of Virgo, we have Dr. Aubrey Fine, who is a licensed psychologist and expert on animal-assisted therapy. He will be telling us about our connection with our pets and domesticated animals, how they serve us in our healing, and learning competency skills in the world. So we have a great lineup for the month of Virgo. We want to thank you listeners for joining us today on Astrology, the Theory of Everything. You can find us on Facebook at Astro Talk Radio. And if you are enjoying our shows, we hope you will like us. You can link up with Janie and me on LinkedIn. And let's continue our Virgo conversations on Twitter with hashtag Astro Talk Radio. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Please join Janie McCarthy and Mary Jo Weavers again next week for another edition of Astrology, the Theory of Everything. We're live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. May the stars be with you.